Good evening, Lake Church. How's everybody doing? Praise the Lord. Well, let's just give a warm welcome to our online audience. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in God's house. Amen? All right. We do have some announcements. Uh, Train Bible College is now open for enrollment. Orientation is Sunday, July 31st. Classes start Monday, August 8th. Also, uh, Train Christian Academy is open for enrollment as well and is now open. Uh, info is in the commons at the TCA table. And we have a garage sale coming up August 5th and 6th. And they're accepting gently used items, so just bring your good stuff. Amen. And it doesn't say where you drop it off, but I imagine you can drop it off any day, Monday through Thursday, right? So uh, make sure you do that. I was uh, getting ready for this uh, last night, and uh, I was just, uh, you know, thinking about giving and how good God is and and how good he's been to me. It's been a blessing. Amen. And uh, this scripture, I just want to read it real quickly. It's Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. It says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple if you do, says the Lord of heaven, I will open up the windows of heaven for you, and I will pour out my blessings so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Amen. That's how good our God is. Amen. And uh, as I was reading that, I just, I kind of got excited. I was praying last night, and I was just thinking of, you know, the blessings in my life and the people I see around me. You know, that the, the work that God has done. And so, with an opportunity to give tonight, amen, we're going to have a bucket in the back. Just think about that, how good our God is that, that he would, you know, give us more than we can even imagine, you know, in abundance. So, um, you know, give out of your heart. There'll be a bucket in the back. And uh, on your way out, you can throw your envelope in there. Also, you got your envelopes on the seat backs in front of you. Um, you can go online at lake-church.com, or you can go to text to give and uh, click the uh, giving tab there. Um, other than that, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to him. We're going to pray real quickly. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to be in your house. Father God, an opportunity to give. And I pray, Father God, that you'll bless the giver. Multiply and meet the needs, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Mr. Marvin Yoder. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How's everybody doing? Isn't that rain wonderful? As long as you didn't have to drive too far in it. You know, you know, it got pretty heavy there in Tulsa. And um, some of the people, bless their hearts, didn't know how to drive in it. So we had the so traffic got stopped and and you know mess was cleaned up and all that stuff. So they were busy doing that and we were working our way around some of that. And so anyway, but we're glad for the rain. Rain is a, historically is a sign of God's blessings. And uh, when I think of that, you know, I I I, I just thank God for the rain. I, I don't complain about the rain. Some people hate rain, you know, because it's an inconvenience. You know, they can't do what they want to do 
But I want you to know that uh, sometimes, sometimes the things of God may not be exactly convenient, but they're beneficial. You know what I'm saying? And so sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm a little amused at people when they, when they want the convenience, you know, and uh, don't really realize that if they, if they follow God, uh, that, that they can get into something better than just mere convenience. Do you know what I'm saying? How many of you have moved far enough with God that you've seen God move and you paid the, you're glad you paid the price for what you've got already? Isn't that a good thing? And, uh, you know, sometimes people, how, how many of you really felt like coming to church tonight? I mean, just couldn't wait. Woo, 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 kind of thing, you know? Well, some of you did. Probably not quite like I demonstrated, though, you know? It's kind of like when you, you, you know, when you get up in the morning, you know, you don't always feel like getting up in the morning. Isn't that right? But you know what? But there, you'll never discover the, the, the benefits that God has put into the day in, unless you get up. Isn't that right? And so sometimes you have to do that. So we praise God for that. Uh, where is Miss, uh, uh, Miss Million? Would you come up here a moment? And if I could have a microphone. Uh, we're going to uh, just ask her to share what happened. I don't know if you all know the story or not. This is Miss Million. I, I love that last name. Isn't that great? And uh, your first name again? Sandy. Sandy. And so the other night, uh, we prayed for her. Uh, I, the Lord quickened to me. So I said, if you're here and you don't, your legs are not the same length, then come up. And I want you to uh, tell what happened. And uh, we prayed for you, and, and the Lord did a great thing. And so just tell them a little bit of what happened, why, why you're, if, you, if you're okay with that why your legs were not exactly the same length, and then what, what the Lord did for you. And you hold that well, up. Um, when I was five years old, I was stepping up on a running board of an old car to go to kindergarten, and my dad had been squirrel hunting and left the gun in the car. It was a running board in the back, so it didn't have a seat in it. It just had a flat board. And my little brother got in there before I did, and uh, he stepped on it or something, but just as I stepped up on the running board, the 410 shotgun went off at close range, and it, it shattered the bones, the tibia and fibula, and uh, burned it because it was so close. So they had to take a bone out of my dad's hip and graft it onto the bone in my leg and so for some reason, the wounded leg grew three, about three-quarters inch longer than my other leg. <laughs> and I had a cast on from here down to my toes. I don't know if that mm -hmm. caused that or not. But anyway, all these years, and the older I've gotten, the more problems it caused. I had a wear lift in my shoe, and, you know, it kind of twisted my spine, and, and it was getting worse, you know. So anyway, I thought, you know, I wanted to come up because he said someone here has hip and leg problems. And 
So he did that thing that they used to do when you sit down and they hold your feet and it comes out. That's what happened. (laughs) And uh, so I've been checking it every day and it's still the same length as the other leg. But, um, and your shoulders are the... Yeah, and, you know, always if I stood in front of a mirror with my shoes off, this shoulder was always down like that. I'm sorry, I'm not used to this. Um, but they're straight all the time now. But um, one thing that I want to say is, and I'm just so grateful for this body of believers. It's such an awesome place to be a part of. I'm so grateful to all of you, but um, I've been pressing into, I have the life of God in me. Yes, you do. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. So I've been meditating on that, and when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I told myself, because I'd tried before, that I wasn't going to look at the people uh, they're vessels. I was going to look at Jesus. Yes. Amen. And, and so when I received, it was because I planned before time that I was going to focus on Jesus. He's the baptizer and not think about, right. you know, I love y'all, but he's bigger and better. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And then uh, that's what I did the other night. I just kept thinking what I'd been meditating on. I have the life of God in me. I, I have his life in me, and it's going to come right out my flesh, and Amen. it sure did. Amen. How long, how long have you been a part of this church? I've been coming here for a year and a couple of months. How long have you been in the Word? A lot longer than that. A lot longer than that, <laughs> huh? <laughs> but I've been praying for a church, you know, that moved in the gifts that, you know, that wasn't afraid to let God move through them, and this is it. Amen. Well, thank God for that. Give the Lord a praise. And um, so we thank God for that, that God uh, chose to do that right in our midst, you know, and so we're glad for that. Praise the Lord. You say, well, The Lord does unusual things sometimes. Well, I'd like to say this, that we live in a time of unusual things. We're living in an hour when God is doing uh, uh, things that are not normal, above normal. And uh, we need to get used to these things. I said we need to get used to these things. That that means we need to be expecting these things to happen on on a regular basis. You ought to come in with an attitude as, who knows, it could be me today. My my day, you know. So anyway, we're we're excited about tonight. We believe that God has given us a word. I told Pastor Greg, I believe God's given me a word, so I decided to show up. (laughs) And if I didn't believe I had a word from the Lord, I would not be standing up here tonight. Because, you know, it's not just business as usual anymore. It is not just, uh, well, it's another service, so I got to find something, you know, kind of thing. 
No, my friend, it's a time to hear from God. It's a time to press into God. Uh, You know, the Bible talks about the end times when the devil's doing this and 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 the uh, and the antichrist and talks about all this activity that's going to be happening and I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you we better figure out uh, what we're going to do about that we better figure out that we're on God's side Isn't that right I need a little more enthusiasm than that we need to figure out that we're on God's side and God is going to be doing more than the devil There's never been a time that the devil has outdone God. I'll tell you, we are are not to be alarmed or in fear about today. I believe that we ought to take, uh, use wisdom. I believe that we ought to use caution. Uh, You know, uh, do what you need to to make your house secure. I mean... Uh, my son-in-law just put in cameras on my house. You know, I got it on my phone. I can look and the little ding goes off. Uh-oh, somebody's at the door. You know, I can look at it from here kind of thing. You know, well, that's wisdom. You know what I'm saying? But we're not in fear. You know what I'm saying? We're not even more afraid now than what we were back in the good old days, whatever that was. You know what I'm saying? I don't really believe they were good old days because I'm going to tell you, the, good old, the days that they were talking about, I'm living on an Amish farm with no electricity and no air conditioning in days like this. I'm telling you, baling hay all day long, slinging those bales. Some of them weighed more than I did back then. Well, you know, somebody says those are the good old days. Well, I'm not saying they were bad, but I'm telling you we got better. Isn't that right? And so turning your Bibles to John chapter 16, verse 13. We're going to begin with that verse tonight, and I'm just uh, kind of settling into the groove here tonight, and just we're going, to, we're going to take a look at the Word, and I believe that God has given us a Word. I've entitled it, Moving into the New 2.0. How many of you know that there are different versions of technology that come out? And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, I, I'm really glad that God did not give us 1.0 and said that's good enough for the rest of, for every generation from now on. I'm not saying that he's going to give you, you know, new versions of the word. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that he's going to be doing some new things in our lives. I'm ready for 2.0. I'm ready for uh, 3.0. I'm ready. I'm not, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? How many of you are ready for the next level? And so, the, so my title tonight is Moving into the New 2.0. And so uh, John chapter 16 verse 13 uh, tells us this. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come. I always like to stop when I'm reading this verse, and I like to say this and think this. And he has come. He's here. Isn't that right? We're living in the time that Jesus was speaking about right there. We're living in that literally right now. Everybody say, he's here. He's here. Isn't that right? And so uh, he, he said, in that time, he will guide you into all truth. 
for he'll not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So say this with me. He will guide me into all truth. He will show me things to come. And in the Old Testament, you know, they used to wait for the prophet to tell them what's coming. In the New Testament, we don't have to do that. You have as much right to get direction about the future as anyone else. And you need to recognize your privileges as a believer. You can hear the voice of God. You can hear the Holy Spirit. Do you know how come I know that? Because God designed you that way when you got born again. It's part of who you are. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit. Now, listen to me here. Let me, let me just do this for you. That means that the, the Holy Spirit and our human spirit are compatible. And that there is an ability to communicate between from the Holy Spirit to our human spirit. And if we'll get quiet enough, we can find out what it, uh, we can find out what's going on down here. Do you ever get real quiet and this little nudge wasn't very much? Or this little voice, or this just this little knowing came, and it seemed to come up. It's hard to explain how you knew it. You know what happened? You got where you could hear what was in your spirit. Do you see what I'm saying? That information is so valuable. That is, the, that is how God speaks to us. And, and, and so um, we, need to, we need to learn to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Now, that's not the only way he speaks. There's another way he speaks, and that's through the Word. Through the word. And so I just want to tell you tonight that the Holy Spirit always has a word for us in every situation, every circumstance. He always ha knows the way through. He will give you a word that will take you through. Now I'm going to give you this, and that is this. When the Holy Spirit begins to work in your life, he always starts with the word. You say, well, Brother Yoder, I'm looking for somebody to speak a word over me. Well, let me tell you, God spoke over you a long time ago. Isn't that right? And so you and I need to open the book and let God speak to us. There are times when, I, when I'm uh, uh, puzzled about something. And, and so I just open my Bible and say, Holy Spirit, I want you to speak to me as I read the word. And suddenly something comes to, to my attention that I did not notice before. And it's the perfect word for what I'm dealing with. How many of you have had that happen in your life? Well, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit works. I remember uh, years ago we had a house that I should have never bought. <laughs> Bible, you know, does it say that confession's good for the soul? I don't know. Uh, I missed God on it. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, uh, through a, a series of circumstances, we had sold it on a contract for deed. And then we, uh, that worked great. You know, we were paying the bank and they're making payments to us and we're living somewhere else. And 
you know, and uh, so we're, you know, it works until until he quit making payments because he was using, he started using the money for some bad habits. And uh, so all of a sudden there wasn't enough money to go around and the bank wanted their money. And so I understood that they wanted their money. They wanted their money back. They should get their money back. Isn't that right? And so, uh, so we had this problem. And so we paid as much as we could, but there came a time when I just didn't have anything to pay. And so, so here we are. So I did all I knew to do, and that was I called the bank. There's somebody, that loan had been bought I don't know how many times over the years, and some place in Florida owned it. Somebody I'd never heard of. They hadn't heard of me. I'm just a number. So I called, I called there, and I got this, uh, got this guy, and uh, he said, well, he said, you know, we're going to have to foreclose on you. If you don't have the money, I said, let me point something out. I said, I've got an ad. I'm running it. I'm doing it. I've got it up for sale. I said, let me just submit to you. If you'd give me some time, I'll sell that place for you and be able to pay you. And that'll be cheaper than you hiring attorneys to take me through court. And he saw the wisdom of that for a week. You gave me a week. He gave me a week, you know. And, uh, and, and so then before the week was up, I called him again. I told him, I said, look, we're still working on it. We're still working on it. Can you give me some extra time? Sure, I'll give you a couple more days. So before the couple days was up, I called him again. I said, look, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not trying to hide from you guys. I'm trying to get through this the best I can, you know, and what I know to do. I said, it's difficult for everybody. Okay, I'll give you another week. And that was in January when we started doing that. Now, in the middle of all of that, I'm, I'm, I'm seeking God. I said, I am so sorry I bought that house. I said, I can't tell you how sorry I am. I'm, I miss God. You know, I should have never bought that house. I should have just, well, you know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you're one of those that's never missed God. I don't know. <laughs> I said, I said, God, I got to hear from you. I need to know that you're helping me out of this. You said that you would help me even when I make a mistake. You would get me out of my mess. I said, it's my fault. You know what I'm saying? I'm to blame. I can't even say the devil made me do it. <laughs> I just wanted that house, you know. Anyway. So the Lord gave, led me to a scripture, and he gave me this word, Psalms 57, verse 1 and 2. He said, be merciful to me, O God, is what the psalmist said. Uh, you know, and I thought, I need mercy, all right. I said, I don't deserve his help, but I need mercy. Maybe he'll give me some mercy. He said, be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you, and in the shadow of your wings I will make my refuge until these calamities be passed away from me. Amen. Goes on and says, I will cry out to God most high, to God who performs all things for me. And I took that and I began to say that. You know, you get a word from God, that means it's your time to speak. 
Isn't that right? When God, after God speaks, then you speak. What do you say? The same thing. You start saying the same thing. And so we, I don't know how many times a day that I would say it. These calamities are passed over me, passed off of me. Have mercy on me, Lord. You are performing all things for me. It didn't look like it. I kept calling the bank. Then I'd quote the scriptures some more, especially if they gave me two days. You know what I'm saying? So I said, we'll give you another two days. Well, long story short, we kept doing that month after month until finally the house sold in May and the Lord got us out of it. And, uh, and, and so we got out of it. We didn't have to, they didn't have to foreclose. They didn't have to take everything we had, you know, or anything like, we didn't have to declare bankruptcy or anything like that. But a word from God, I'm telling you, those bankers should have never gave me, given me the, uh, the time that they did. They really shouldn't have. They could have foreclosed on it and had it done before that, before the, you know, before that four months was up. But God, but God, help me. And so I want you to know something today, that a word from God is what, you, is what every one of us needs. We need a word from God. We need a word from the word. And it takes the Holy Spirit to help us to, to, to find the right word in the middle of all these verses. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and so, so tonight I want to give you something. I'm building up to something here. And if you look in Isaiah chapter 43, I want you to hear this tonight. I believe that this is for some people. I believe that this is for families. I believe it's for this church. Isaiah 43, and in verse 18 and 19, the uh, New King James Version says it this way, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Look what he says. He said, Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I'll make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Let me read it to you in the message version. The message version says it this way. Forget about what has happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. Everybody say brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert and rivers in the badland. What does that last phrase mean? Roads in the wilderness, in the uh, road through the desert and rivers in the badlands. What does that mean? Well, God is going to do something impossible where man looks at it and says, you know, we need to give up. We need to just forget it. No, God says, I'm going to make a way through it. God gave this word to Israel. They had been disobedient. They had worshiped idols. They were in Babylon at the time they were in exile, they were in captivity, and God is saying to them, I'm going to do something brand new. Forget about what's happened. Forget about your poor performance. Forget about your disobedience. Forget about the fact that you don't deserve it. 
I'm going to do this not because you deserve it, but because I'm faithful to my word. I'm the performer of the word. I have promised you, and I'm going to bring you back out into your homeland. I'm going to make a way across the desert. I'm going to provide water on the way. And I want you to know something that that if God under the old covenant began to speak promises like this to, to a disobedient and rebellious people that were in captivity, how much more in this time, in this hour that we're living in now in a, with a better covenant, better promises, better uh, relationship with God, and, and, and how much more should we expect God to uh, make a way where there seems to be no way to open up doors that seem to be totally shut and would never open up for us. Uh, how much more should we expect God to begin to do the impossible in our midst? Hallelujah. We know history. History bears out this word came to pass. It did come to pass. It did come to pass. So God wants us to move out uh, both individually and corporately into the new that he has for us. What is that? Well, I'll tell you what it is for this church. It is what pastor has been shown by God and he's leading the way into the new things. And I'm going to tell you something. Listen to me. You don't find a pastor like this everywhere. I come to some churches and I got to prop the pastor up. I don't mean that bad. I'm just simply saying they've been through stuff. I cry for them. I believe God for them. I have compassion on them. I've been a pastor. And sometimes the saints act like ain'ts. You ever met any? I'm just telling you the truth. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and sometimes, you know, we just, uh, uh, people, how many of you have been in a situation where you thought somebody was who they were supposed to be, so-and-so, and they acted totally different? And it just knocked you sideways. I mean, made your head tilt like a pinball machine that had been shook too hard. You know what I'm saying? Tell you, we all go through stuff. I said, we all go through stuff. And so, so God wants to move us into what he has planned for us. Not just, not just same old, same old. Friends, today is not a life sentence with God. Did you know that? I mean, if you'd be happy if everything stayed the same, just like you. I mean, everything stayed the same. Everything you got in the fridge is going to stay the same. It's just... You know, the couch is going to stay the same. The TV is going to stay the same. Doesn't matter if they got new technology, no new technology, no new car. I mean, you just stay the same the rest of your life. I'm telling you, I'm not signing up for that. I may not be the fastest to change, but I do appreciate some of it. Isn't that right? And so sometimes people say, I don't like change. And yet you do. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and for those of you that say you don't like change, you know, how come you don't eat the same meal every meal? Come on. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on, bring it. Come 
Matter of fact, come on, guys. If your spouse cooks the same thing too much, you're kind of wondering what's going on here. You know what I'm saying? Don't we have anything else? Change. You know what I'm saying? Everybody say change. And so here's the thing. There's a couple of things that we need to know if we're going to move into the new that God has for us. Number one, you and I need fresh new revelation of the Word of God. You need to understand what's going on. You'll find out by reading the Word. Lord, show me. I'm going to open my Bible. I'm asking you to open my eyes so I can see the word that needs to be for, that I need for today. For this week, for this year. And so, so God always starts what he does in our lives by the word, by taking us to the word. Why? It is the sure guide that we have, the solid, certain word that we can stand on, we can depend upon. It'll never let us down. It'll never change. God does not have to come in with a revised word, say, I'm sorry, I am not the way, the truth, and the life anymore. You know what I'm saying? He's not, he's not going to ever come and say that. Not ever going to come and say, I know I, I know I said you were a new creature in Christ, but, but I'm here to tell you that's not true anymore. No, he's not changing his mind about what he said. But I'll tell you what he is doing. He is opening our eyes, and he is opening up the word to us and giving us fresh understanding, fresh revelation of the word that he's already written, declared. He has, it is a, listen to me, you want a prophetic word? Here it is. There are promises in this book that have yet to be fulfilled. You say, I need healing in my body, Brother Yoder. Well, let me tell you something. He prophesied a long time ago, by his stripes you are healed. He, that is a prophetic word that's still effective today. Woo. I just feel a little bit of heaven coming down. I'm telling you, God is in our midst. He wants to do some things. Come on, are you ready? How many of you, how many of you, how many of you tired about the stuff that has happened? How many of you been doing your best to forget about that? You know, kind of thing, you know? Come on now. And so one, the, the first thing is that you got to get new revelation and understanding of the written word of God. What does that mean? He gives us understanding of what he wants us to do. He guides us into all truth. He shows us things to come. In other words, here's what he says. I'm going to show you what's coming. I'm going to take you to the word and I'm going to teach you how to walk in it. You cannot walk in the new without help from God. And so uh, if God is wanting to do something new in you, then he's going to have to, then you and I are going to have to get something new in us. And so the Holy Spirit comes, and so we think 
many times that we are who we are. We know who we are. You know, of course I know who I am. I'm Marvin Yoder. I'm Benedict Yoder's son. I'm Ezra Yoder's grandson. I'm Joseph J. Yoder's great-grandson. And I'm I'm John T. Yoder's great-great-grandson and on and on. You could go all the way. I can, I mean, I can take that all the way back to Switzerland. But that's not really who I am. You and I need to read the Bible and find out who we are. The Holy Spirit, show me who I am. We need to have a, we need to have a Gideon moment where, where God speaks and says, you are a brave person. Even though you're hiding in the wine in the wine press, you're still a brave person. God said, now listen to me. Sometimes Christians forget about who they are. They just had a bad day. They had a bad week. Sometimes they had a bad year. And they forget who God made them. They said, you're a new creature in Christ. New creation in Christ. New. Everybody say new. New. New creation in Christ. What does that mean? It means that you are now a brand new person in a fixed position in Christ. You have been in a, you're not in a in and out position. You're in a fixed position. And that means that you and I, literally, if you look at the Greek language, it gives the indication that you and I need to learn to rest in that. I am a new creation in Christ. I don't care if the old man tried to show up. I don't care if the old man had, had a few moments of my life and I had to put him back under. I'm still a new creation in Christ. That's how come I can't look at you and say, now you're so-and-so. I can't afford to look at you in the natural. You know why? Because not everything is as it appears. <laughs> Nowadays, you can make people into whatever you want them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you know, I've seen people, you know, that, 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 you know they, they've had a lot of help. I'm tempted to go someplace, but I might get sidetracked here. I'll just tell you this. Listen to me. Not everything is as it appears. And so you got to learn to know people after, after the spirit and not just in the natural. Well, don't look at somebody and say, well, that's just old so-and-so. Well, that's just the associate. That's just the pastor. That's just brother so-and-so. That's just sister so-and-so. No, my friend, listen to me. No, that's a new creation in Christ, a personalized handiwork of God, personally designed by God. And you need, to, you need to get that understanding about yourself. Why do you need to know that? Because it helps you to expect what else God wants you to have. If you can't find out if you can't get the revelation of the word about who God made you, it hinders you in whatever else he wants you to do and whatever else he has for you. And so corporately, we need to understand who we are. The Holy Spirit reveals in his word who we are. We are the body of Christ, vitally connected to Jesus, the head. 
We are not just a church trying to get along, trying to make it, you know, holding on. And, 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 you know, praying to God up in heaven, hoping he hears us. You know, God, it's hard down here. I know you're having sipping lemonade and you know, whatever, but it's hard down here. You know what I'm saying? We don't say it like that very often, but you understand that's the attitude we see. We, I find many people that in their mind, they think there's a great disconnect between Jesus the head and, 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 and the church, the body of Christ. And I want to tell you something, that's not true. Jesus said, I will build my church. And anybody that can get that revelation that we are a part of Jesus, we're a part of the church, and we get that revelation, Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. That's what, that's what revelation will do. The revelation of the word, the understanding of blessed be God. We're not just some, some church out here, out here a couple miles out of town trying to get along the best we can, hope we can stay, stay another 10 years, you know, and last and maybe grow a few people. And no, my friend, listen to me. God's got a plan. You need to understand that, that, that Jesus ahead. How many of you are thankful when, when your brain downloads the right information into the nerves and whatever else so that your fingers work right, your feet work right? Isn't that good? I mean, how much more should we expect Jesus to download the right information into the body so that each member can function successfully, powerfully, dynamically, and making an impact in their community and in their life? We ought to be expecting that. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church. We're making a difference. Why? Because Jesus is directly downloading uh, into us what he desires for us to be and do, and it's making a difference. He said it would make a difference. The devil comes along and says, well, now you know that people aren't interested now. Had a guy tell me, had a guy tell me just this week, you know, the people don't want to hear it. I thought to my, the preacher told me that. I thought if I believed that, I wouldn't be preaching anymore. See, you can't entertain that thought. Some things you can't entertain. Got to go back to the Word. What, uh, you see, the Holy Spirit gives us this revelation of who we are, both individually and corporately, and then He wants to show us what He wants us to do. He gives us a revelation so that we have new thoughts and new mindset, new attitude. You know, you can't take some old attitudes into the new. All right. All right. And so here's what we have to do. You have to continue to take that word that God speaks to you and you begin to say it and you begin to hear it and you begin to say it and you keep saying it and you keep hearing it. You keep saying it and you keep hearing it. When the devil beats it on your door, you keep saying it. When others offer their opinions unsolicited, then you keep on saying it. When your relatives think you're crazy, you keep on saying it. When, it, when the pain's there, you keep on saying it. When the circumstances look like there's no hope, you keep saying it. 
saying it. When you feel depressed, you keep saying it. When you're oppressed, you, you keep saying it. When it feel, you feel like you're giving up, you keep saying it. Why you got to keep hearing it? You got, what are you doing? It's not that you're doing some kind of religious exercise. What are you doing? Every time you say it, you're building thought patterns in your mind. You're strengthening ideas of what God said he wanted to do in your life. You're building a certain mindset in you. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you got to do. That's why you keep hearing it. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. It's because, uh, uh, you know, 38 uh, years ago, God told me, uh, talk to me about what I'm doing now. Well, there's a right time for everything. You understand that. And so uh, uh, when 2020 uh, came, you know, and God said to uh, transition into what we're doing. Well, we had to line up and keep saying what we're saying, the same things that God's saying. And we, we had to take, we had to take the word that God gave us and we took it to the prayer room and we prayed in tongues over it. We didn't know how, you know, the Bible says to pray in understanding and in the, and in the spirit. Well, I didn't pray much in the understanding because I didn't have much understanding. You understand what I mean? I reached the end of that pretty quick, but I want to tell you something. I began to pray in the spirit. That's why it's, that's so valuable. You're praying about things that you really don't understand. You just have some kind of unction or kind of inkling or just kind of this thoughts keep going to this, you know, boy, it'd be nice if this would happen, you know, kind of thing. And um, it seems like me, God, every time I get serious with God, this is what comes up kind of thing. I don't know what to do with that. Take it to the prayer room. Start praying in tongues over it. Why? Because you're praying the will of God. Keep saying, you know, whatever promise God shows you, that's what you keep speaking. I'm telling you. I've, I've, got, I've come through sickness and disease by saying a verse that the Holy Spirit drew my attention to, and I said it hundreds, if not a thousand times a day. I, over and over and over. Why did I do that? Because my mind was thinking somewhere else. My body was feeling something else. And I had to out-talk the feelings. And I had to out-talk the, the thoughts. That's what you do with the word from God. And so I, so, so I had to repeatedly hear the revelation. I had to keep hearing the revelation. Listen to me. I got a hold of, of, of a CD, a message that spoke to me. I mean, I'm sitting there listening to this man teach, and, and, and I'm not going to tell you what it is because it was what I needed for that time, and you need something. may not be what you need. But I want to tell you something. Listen to me. I took that word and began to that CD and began to listen to it over and over and over again. Same thing. You see what I'm saying? I had the word that God spoke to me, but I had to keep hearing it. So I'm building, 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 building. I listened to it 105 times in eight months, just in my vehicle. I listened to it until I was sick and tired of hearing it. If I hear that one more time. You know, you ever get that feeling? Let me tell you, you know what God told me? He said, what you need 
uh, he said, he said, well, he said this first. He said, when you feel sick and tired of something, that's a sure sign you haven't got it yet. I said, oh. He said, when you get it, there'll be a thrill. There'll be a thrill down in your heart, like, yes, this is it. This is it. Then he told me this. He said, what you need is on the other side of sick and tired. I decided to keep on listening until my talk lined up and my walk lined up with the word. Say, I'm going to tell you something. You say, well, you see, 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 yeah, you, you must be a slow learner. The point is, I got there. The issue is not whether we're fast or slow learner. Even a slow, my, here, here's the thing, even a slow learner can get there. My friend, here's the issue. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. Take the word and begin to listen to it. You don't need something new every two weeks. You need to take the word that God gave you and you need to keep hearing it until you see it coming to pass. What does that mean? Until you're walking in it, until you're wa- talking in and walking in it, you're experiencing it, you're living right in the middle of the promise. Woo! The new. I'm talking about moving into the new 2.0. All right, so now listen to me. So here's the thing. Not only do we need a, a, a new revelation of the Word of God, you've got to go to the Word and get the revelation that the Holy Spirit wants to give you. You, need, you and I need, in order to move into the new, you and I need to get a new, fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you something. Listen to me. If I could get there in my current condition, I'd already be there. Come on now. Come on now. You might as well get happy. It's not going to get any better. (laughs) I'm doing the best I can. (laughs) Come on now. What does that mean? Well, listen to me. Here's something that the Lord showed me. He said, said, I want you to share this verse tonight. So I'm going to give it to you. Isaiah 44. And, and, and verse 3. He says, for I will pour water, I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. Now listen to this. Listen to this. Some of you need to get a hold of this. The Lord spoke to me. He said, some of you need to get a hold of this, this next part. I will pour my spirit on your descendants. Some of you have been, con- can I say it the Christian way? Concerned about your, rel- your relatives and your descendants, your kids and your grandkids. Concerned. Some of you, if you'd be honest, it's way past that. But on the other hand, listen to me. Here's the word of God. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. The devil may have plans for your kids, but God has already spoken. 
God has already declared. You say, well, so, 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 so what's going on? My kids are acting like the devil. Listen to me. You better start saying what God said. He's pouring out his spirit on my kids. He's, his blessings are flowing upon my, on my offspring. Listen to me. I know some people, they, they get really upset. And they say, well, my kids don't deserve it. No, my friend, but you didn't either. And God gave it to you anyway. So you can't ever play the deserve card. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I mean? We didn't deserve anything except hell. Come on now. But I want you to know something. Listen to me. I want to tell you something. You better, you better get your hopes up. You better lift your eyes because God has spoken about your kids in their Bible. He's spoken about your grandkids in the Bible and your great-grandkids and your offspring and your descendants, whatever generation, however many generations till Jesus comes. He's already spoken about them. And you need to speak the same thing. I don't care if they're sitting down at the bar. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. Let's say it this way. It doesn't matter if they're sitting down at the bar. I will pour out my spirit. I was sitting in the bar running from God. And I'm going to tell you something. And so I'd come home, you know, and there's a little space from the time you hit the bed, the time you go to sleep. And the Holy Spirit, I didn't know what was happening. All of a sudden, there was just all this scene, these scenes and my condition. And, 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 and I just became aware of how much of a mess that my life is. And I said, I can't handle that. So I went down to the bar and decided I'm just going to drink until, until, until I'm, uh, I'm, I just pass out. You know what happened? Right there in the bar, the whole thing started happening before I could ever get to that place. Now all this stuff, I said, what is this? Never heard of God coming into a bar. I didn't know, what, I didn't know for sure if it was God or what it was, but I'm telling you, it spooked me. God can reach your kids wherever they are. You say, well, you don't know my kid. He's hard. He's hard. Let me tell you something. But the power of God can touch a person. How many of you, how many of you in this room could testify? Some of you could testify in this room. I was a hard person, bent on sin and evil, and God cut through to me. Come on now. You're a living testimony of the ability of God to reach. Now, listen to me. And so, so he says, now, listen to me. Uh, how, how do you and I need to be? We need to be hungry and thirsty. And then he said in John chapter 7, verse 37 through 39, he said this on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if any one thirsts, excuse me, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. You can drink all you want to. He did not say, you can only have a little bit. You only have one shot. You only have one bottle. Can't do that. He didn't say, just drink. Keep drinking. Drink what he has. Come on now. And he says, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Drink until something starts coming out. Until something starts showing up. Until you start acting different. Drink 
until, until, until you begin to act in a new way. Isn't that right? Come on. And he goes on and he says, verse 39, but this he spoke concerning the spirit whom uh, those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now listen to me, but, but, but Jesus has been glorified now and the spirit has come and now we can drink. We who are thirsty can drink anytime we want to. I say, I believe I'll drink a little bit. I believe I'll drink a little bit. How many of you lift your hands and say, I believe I'll drink a little bit right now. I think uh, I'm, I'm going to satisfy my thirst for the things of God. I'm going to drink a little bit. I'm going to drink some more. I'm going to take some more. Just give, me, just give me some more. Bring us more, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5.18 says this. Do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, or, or, or um, how, how would I say that? It, it is a, uh, a squandering uh, of, your, of the resources, a squandering of the resources. In other words, you're being wasteful with what you got. Do you know what I'm saying? He said, that's not going to do any good. That's not going to get you what you need. That is merely a stimulant that will make you forget a little, for a little while what you don't have but it cannot get you what you need. Come on, smile a little bit inside. I knew that. I knew that. Look at your neighbor and say, that's, not, no, that's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? But he says, be filled with the Spirit. He gave us something better. Why? Because that will get you what you need. That will position you to receive. Come on now. Let me tell you something. When you go in some place, you better put some gas in the tank. I found out the hard way. I remember one time I took off for Texas and forgot to fill up with gas. I just was on my mind was on a meeting down there I was doing, and I mean I'm praying, you know, and I'm just not paying any attention. And 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 by the time I mean I'm I'm south of here, ways. That's a story in itself. But God sent, a, uh, 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 God sent an angel in the form of a truck driver. Looked like a truck driver, but after he dropped me off with my gas, he disappeared. Never saw him again. He said he's going to come by again, but he's gone. Gone. I'm going to tell you something. God can help you in the middle of your mess. But I'm telling you, you can't get what God has for you without some gas in the tank, without having the infilling of the Holy Spirit. If you need something from God, you're going to have to have God in you to help you get it. You got to get influenced, saturated, overflowing with the presence and the power and the anointing of God. You got to get filled up. How full should I get until everything else? How many of you, how many of you have ever uh, I, I've seen this on the farm. You know, you you uh, you got some get some water into something, and there's some debris in it, and you deliberately let it overflow because the debris floats to the top, and you just f overflow it until the water displaces the debris, 
causes it to get out. There's no more room for it because there's a greater substance that has taken place. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is the greater one that displaces the old stuff that's in you, the old junk that's uh, been holding us back. I'm telling you, the problem is so many times that we're not full like we need to be. Come on now. He said, Brother Yoder, but I've been baptized with the Holy Spirit 23 years ago in six months and two days now. I've been keeping track. And I'm telling you, I thank God for that. But listen, my question to, to those of us who've been filled with the Spirit for a while, when's the last time you got filled up again? You say, do you have scripture for that? Sure. Peter and John were there on the day of Pentecost, and it says they were all filled with the Spirit and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Acts chapter 4, Peter and John were brought before the religious leaders, threatened, said they returned to their own company. They began to pray, and the Bible says in verse 31, all they were all filled with the Spirit and spoke the Word of God with boldness. They say Peter and John got filled up again. I don't know how long two chapters is. You understand what I mean? But I'm telling you, it was long enough that they needed to get filled up again. I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes stuff happens, and I need to get filled up pretty often. I need to stay ahead of the stuff. Filled. Everybody say filled. New, fresh revelation of the Word. Fresh, new infilling of the Holy Spirit. He said, Brother Yoder, that's fine and good. We're so glad God's moving. I'm just waiting on Him. But you see, there's something that you and I have to do, and that is this. There needs to be a fresh commitment to the things of God. A new commitment on our side. The, 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 the level of our commitment is great, has been great for what we've been doing, but there needs to be a new commitment. A new commitment. What did Paul do? He said in Philippians chapter uh, 3, I think it is, in verse, uh, uh, verse uh, uh, 13 and 14, he said, Brethren, I do not count myself as having apprehended. He said, but one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and pressing, uh, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. There is a process of letting go of the old and taking hold of the new. I got to make a commitment to the new. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make a decision here. Am I gonna stay with the old, or am I gonna go with the new? Am I gonna, am I gonna uh, let my current thought level be uh, uh, what I'm gonna live with, or am I gonna build something new? Am I gonna, am I gonna, am I gonna have uh, the old stuff of the past uh, uh, um, uh, harass me? Torment me at times. I, I, I do pretty good, but there's, uh, I, I know there's times when I'm just, when it gets to me and all of that, but, but, uh, and I'm okay. You know, you meet people all the time that are in those positions like that. But mostly I can make it. 
I want to tell you something. God wants your past to be past away from you. He doesn't want it to come back and haunt you anymore. He doesn't want the shame and the guilt and the, and the condemnation to come and, 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 and beat on your brain in the, in the nighttime or during the day. He doesn't want that to, to uh, affect your, you know, the way you live. He, don't want to, he doesn't want you to sit there, uh, sit there with, uh, with thoughts of regret of the past. I'll tell you the truth about it. I find people all the time, you need to get delivered from, your, from the regrets. I regret that I didn't this. I regret that I didn't that. I tell you, God delivered me with that with one word. One word from God delivered me from the regrets. I was regretting the first church I pastored. I should have this. I should have that. And I did, you know, this and on and on. One day I'm talking to God about it again. You know, I wished it, I, wished I would have done that. I wished I would have. And the Lord stopped me and said, did you do what you knew to do at the time? I said, well, yes, I did. I didn't, I just, uh, you know, I did everything I knew to do. The problem, God, is I, and he stopped me and he said, that's all I asked of you. And the guilt and the, and the condemnation and the frustration of, of, of what happened with the first church of not taking them as far as I could see that I could, now that I could have taken it, you know, was all lifted off of me. We all have the woulda, coulda, shouldas. But God can lift that off. We got we to gotta turn our backs to that. Paul had plenty of those. Paul had, I, I'm sure Paul could have said, I, I could have spent the rest of his life saying, I regret having to kill Christians. I regret putting them in jail. I regret, I'm just so, I feel so bad. He could have sat on the porch and just told everybody that came by, I'm so sorry. I just, I could, I, I'm so sorry I did that, you know, all that. No, what did he do? He turned his back on that. Got, got a fresh revelation from God's word. Got freshly filled with the spirit. Turned his back and he reached out to the future, to what God told him to do next. God did not call us to live on the porch recalling the things of the past. I'm telling you, he's opened the door and says, go out into the new that I have for you. Hallelujah. 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 Come on now. Somebody ought to praise the Lord. Did you know God's got a, got a door open for you? I said, God has opened the door for you. I said, God has opened the door for you. And the issue is this. Are you going to stand around looking at what's all, what, what has been? Or are you and I going to walk through that door? Are we going to walk through the door into the new things that God has for us? Into the new way that God wants to do things. You know, from generation to generations, it's the same word, but the Holy Spirit knows how to reach each generation. Tonight it's time to let go of the past. Who you were, what happened to you. 
Some people tell you, half a chance they'll tell you, well, let me tell you what happened to me. And hour and 15 minutes later, you're trying to figure out how to make an exit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let it go. It's a history lesson. I had a church, second church I pastored. It blew up. I mean, there's a power play, and I didn't survive it. I'm feeling bad. We relocated. We got out of town. <laughs> and so we started, uh, hook, we hooked up with a pastor. I had a five, six, between five and 600 people. And, and, and he liked us and just seemed drawn to each other, you know, and, and everything. So finally, I thought to myself, in my ignorance, I said, I think I better let him know how bad I messed up. He might not want me. Anybody ever had those thoughts? Well, so I began to explain to him how bad things went. And I'll never forget what that man did. He stopped me. And he said, I did not ask for a history lesson. He said, all I know is what I see in front of me, and I believe, I believe in you. Those, that word was gold to me. It got me over the hurt. It got me to the place where I could believe that I could be who God wanted me to be again. Friend, I'm going to tell you tonight, Let's let it go. Let the past go. Let's turn our mind and our eyes and our thoughts toward the new. Telling you, God's got some new steps for this church to take. You say, well, what is it? Your pastor knows. It's not my job to tell you. Your pastor will tell you. But I know this. You know how come I can say there's some new things coming? Because this church isn't holding still. It's not holding still. It's not static. It's not sitting here being a monument to God. It is a place where God can move. Isn't that right? Stand up with me. There are people in this room, the Lord just spoke to me. He said, you have a fear that history in your family is going to repeat itself. Fear that something that you saw in the past in other people's lives is going to repeat itself in your life. I want you to lift your hands up right now and say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we're going to break that off of you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we break that off of you. We declare the accuser of the brethren, accuser of God's people is broken, gone. Take that yoke, that anointing is destroying that. I declare fear, go in the name of Jesus. You will not operate in these people's lives. I declare them delivering power working in the name of Jesus. In the name, in the name of Jesus. Don't, don't, no, no, no. 
Don't yield to that fear. So now, now say it this way. I'm different, I'm different than that person. I'm different than that was. That will not happen to me because I know the Word of God. I know who lives in me. The Holy Spirit is helping me. I can't help what happened to them, but I can help what will happen to me. I hear the Spirit saying, I've thrown the net and I've cast the net and I shall gather. I shall gather those who will call upon me who will yield to me. I have cast the net and I brought you into this place. I brought you to this hour, to this time, and I will now bring you not only into this place, but I will also raise you up and I will equip you and begin to, uh, I will get, begin to do a work through you to those around you. And it shall not just be that I gathered you, but now the net will be thrown again because I can use you. I can use you. I can use you. And it shall increase, says the Lord. And I shall again be able to do a work, even in others that are not here yet, that are not in this place yet, but they shall be, for the net has been thrown, says the Lord. I have cast my net and I shall bring. Yea, I will use you and you and you to throw the net, to cast the net. Hallelujah. Raise your hands and begin to thank the Lord. I'm, I'm going to cast the net. I'm a net caster. I'm, I'm a person that God can use. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful God cast the net and brought you into this place, brought you here, Set your feet in a firm place, solid place, not in a dead place, but a living place, a, pl a place of power. Hallelujah. Talking about stepping into the new, moving into the new. Cristiano, and some of you, some of you, your thoughts have robbed you and caused you to step back from the opportunities that knocked at your door. You have thought, I'm not, it's not, I can't do that. It's not possible. Nobody in my family's ever done that. And on and on and on the thoughts went. But I'm telling you, you need to get delivered from your thoughts. If that's you, raise your hands right now. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke the devil off of you right now. And I come. Put your, uh, just do this. Take those of you that got your hands up for that. Just put your hands on your head right now. Just put your hands on your head right now. Just put it right there. Yep. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command the devil to leave your thought life. I command the accusing thoughts to be gone. I command condemnation to come off of you. I command fear to come off of you. In the name. In the name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Now, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're ministering to these people. In the name of Jesus, right now, the peace of God being downloaded into your mind right now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Morita Basso. Morita Basso. Morita Basso. In the name of Jesus, yes. Breakthrough shall come. Breakthrough shall come. Breakthrough shall come. Ha ha ha. Hallelujah. Brother Yoda, but what if it doesn't work out like I thought it would? Keep going. If it doesn't end up like you thought it did, I'm going to tell you something. That's a sure sign that God's not finished yet. <laughs> keep going. Everybody say, keep going. Keep on with God. Listen to me. In the middle, when everything doesn't turn out the way you want it, let me tell you something. God is the only one that can straighten that out. He's the only one that can make rivers uh, in the desert and roads in the wilderness. Stick with him. Whatever happened doesn't mean that God didn't do his part. He did everything. Everything that he was allowed to do in our lives. In the name of Jesus. And finally, I'm going to tell you this. I want you to lift your hands and begin to thank God for your relatives and for your kids and your grandkids. I declare, let's take authority over the devil right now with their lives. Let's break the evil hold in the name of Jesus. I declare in the name of Jesus. I declare Satan's hold is broken in Jesus' name. I declare that the enemy is bound. I declare that the, that the seducing spirits are bound in the name of Jesus. I declare spirit of air is bound in Jesus' name. I declare in the name of Jesus that principalities and powers, rulers of darkness that would want to draw our children and offspring into darkness and into evil are bound in Jesus' name, rendered inoperative, unable to do what they want to do with our children and with our grandchildren and with our descendants in the name of Jesus. And we now lift our hands and we say, Holy Spirit, now have your way. Have your way. Have your way. And I hear the Holy Spirit saying, because you have done what you did, I will now make a way. I now have a way into the lives of your children and your offspring. And I will do a work even as I have promised in my word. And I shall be able to do uh, what I have promised. I will do a work that will make others wonder. Yea, how can God, even God, do such a work in those people? So we thank God. Amen? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now I saw this. We'll end with this. I know we're... Running a little over, but I've just got this unction on the inside of me, my friends, for this church. Let me read this verse. This is a word, God speaking. 
2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, in the voice translation says this. God says, when the time was right, I listened to you. That's what God said. And that day, you were delivered. That's what he said through Isaiah. Paul says now, he says, I was your help. But he says, now Paul says this, look now, the time is right. See, your day of deliverance is here. Right there. It's right now. This is the day. The time is right. The time is right. The time is right. Time to receive, folks. Time to receive. I saw this. I saw this in my spirit. I saw those that were hungry and thirsty, those that needed a fresh revelation of the word, those that were crying out about your relatives, those of you that were, that were uh, uh, frustrated where you were at, and those of you that, 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 uh, that are tired of the old. You want to get away from the, You've been harassed, filled with regret. Condemned. And I saw, I saw, I saw the crowd of you. I saw you gather up here. I just saw you get out of your seat and said, I got to have something. And I'm telling you, folks, get out of your seats and get up here. I, I'm not going to pray for you. I'm not going to lay hands on all of you. I just want you to, saints, come on, just gather up the front. Step out. If you can't make that move, I'm going to tell you something. You're not ready for the, uh, another move. Come on up. I see it. I see it happening. I see it happening. I see it happening. Come on. Just step up here. Come on, my friends. This is the church. Come. Let God step out of the old into the new. Just begin to, Just when you're up here, just begin to call on God right now. Just begin to call on God right now. In the name of Jesus, tell him, I'm tired of the old. I'm tired of the old. I'm tired of the old. I want the new. I'm here to let you work on me. Do what you need to do. Help me. Help me like nobody else can. Touch me the way nobody else can. Touch my life. Change my life. Help me in the mighty name of Jesus. Cry out to God. Some of you need to be filled up. Say, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty for the presence of God. I'm thirsty for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I'm thirsty for the power of God. I'm thirsty for the, 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 the anointing of God to touch my life. I'm thirsty for the things of God. Cry out. Say this, I'm ready to move. I'm ready to move. I'm moving with God. I've shed off the weights. I've let go of the burdens. I've let go of the past. Let go of the regrets. Let go of the shame. Let go of the condemnation. Let go of the, whatever's happened. And I'm taking hold of what God has for me now. I'm like the Apostle Paul. 
I've set my face toward the future. I'm reaching forward. In the Greek, it literally means to flee toward. I'm running toward what God has for me. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands up. Begin to praise him. Just begin to praise him. Just begin to thank him. Just begin to magnify you. In the name of the Lord. God is a good God. He's a mighty God. I'm telling you, God is working in our lives. He's changing us. He's bringing us. He's gathering us. I'm telling you, his hand is upon us. His hand is upon us. His, his hand is guiding us, directing us, working in our lives. His hand is not so short, but what it cannot reach you, he can touch you where you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Father, these are your people. These are your people, Lord. These are your people. These are your people, Lord. And I know you know the needs before they ever ask. And these people have cried out to you. They've lifted their hearts, their eyes to you. And I thank you that you're moving now. I thank you that you watch over them carefully to perform your word in the lives of these people. Fill them up right now, fresh and anew with the Holy Spirit. Fresh and anew. Be filled. Oh, be filled more and more. In the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus. Let your presence, Holy Spirit, minister to them where they're at. Hallelujah. Now I want you to, I want you to just, I want you to do one more thing, and that is I want you to just begin to lift your voice on behalf of your relatives and your neighbors right now. Just say, cry out to God for them. They need, they need God in their life, just like you. That's how you cast your net, my friend, is that you begin to pray for them. You begin to pray for them. You begin to pray for your, 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 your family, your relatives, your neighbors. That's your world. Hallelujah. So we break the power of the devil. We break the power of the devil over them in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, we thank you that labors are coming across their path to tell them the truth. And we're saying, Lord, if that labor is me, use me. I'm willing to go. You open the door and I'll share the good news. I'll tell them about your blessings. I'll tell them what you did for me. And I'm going to, hallelujah. I'll be, a, I'll be a Bible they can read. I'll be a, 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 a work that they can see. In Jesus' name. Thank you for these people. Bless these people. Now we send them out. And you shall receive power. Listen your hand, lift your hands right now to the word of the Lord. And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you right now. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Samaria and in Judea and into the uttermost parts of the earth. Hallelujah. The power of God's on you now. The Holy Spirit is in you. 
filled with the precious Holy Spirit. Power to go and be an example. Power to, 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 to shine your light. Power to be a city on a hill. Power to be the, uh, a, a person with a word from God. Power to be the person of kindness and the per- vessel of love, the, the one who cares. Power to lead them into the prayer of salvation. In Jesus' name. Lift your hands and thank him one more time. One more time right now. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Tell Jesus you love him. Just tell God you love him. We love you, God. Jesus, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, if you believe God's doing a good work, doing a good work, doing a good work, doing a good work, doing a good work. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can find your seats. And, and, uh, and, and I'm just telling you, thank you so much for being the people that God can use, the people that yield to God, the people that are hungry for God, the people that are thirsty, people that will flow with what God wants to do in this place. In the name of Jesus. I notice all of you are going back to the seat you were sitting in. And the Lord reminded me that that is significant in this way. Each one of you went back to your place. And God is asking all of you to find your place in this body and be the part that God wants you to do. Work together, flow together. Let there be a, a flowing of unity and appreciation for one another in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Isn't that right? I'm, I'm, I'm not, I may not be called to be the finger, but I might be the wrist. Isn't that right? So I don't try to be the finger. I don't point with my wrist. I'm not a good pointer, but I'm a good strengthener. You know what I'm saying? I know what I'm called to do, what my part is. And I'm going to be happy in that. Say, I'm going to be happy in that. Rejoicing in that. Thrilled in Jesus' name. God bless you. It's a thrill in my heart, my wife and I, my son-in-law to be here and just be a part of you. We're so thrilled what God's doing here. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So proud of all of you the smiles on your face, the kindness that you display, the hospitality. I mean, I come in the door and you're already asking, what can I get for you? All of that, you know. I remember, you know, some churches I go to, you know, they, they, they don't know what to say, I guess, because they don't say anything. But anyway. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? This is good. This is good. This is the kingdom. This is the kingdom working. Amen. We love you all. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. <clears throat> Glory to God. Well, the Lord has blessed us and has made July even hotter. Amen. And uh, that, that's the key is we've got heat on the outside, 
but God has brought the heat on the inside. And, uh, you know, there's just uh, weather patterns and, and waves and moves of the Spirit go hand in hand. And I believe that this summer, uh, with the help of the Yoders coming here, has caused us to burn away some things that needed to be burned and has caused new green growth to come into our lives by the Holy Spirit. Amen? And I'm grateful for them, grateful for their ministry. Of course, I want to do it again. Amen? And uh, so we probably will do that as the Lord directs. But you can show your appreciation for what the Lord has done during this four weeks that we've been together. Uh, We have a bucket in the back, and you can give an offering towards the Yoder's ministry. It is a good ministry to sow into. How many believe some of the churches that you came from would benefit from what you were taught over these last four weeks? I think every church in the United States of America should go through this because it's not only instruction, but it's also exhibition. And uh, we have seen the Lord confirm with signs following every time. And that was one of the unique aspects of this ministry that I believe uh, is different than others that we have had here. It's good to get good instruction. But, you know, you can read about flying a plane, but you never really know about flying a plane till you fly it. Amen? And we can read uh, John 14, 15, and 16. But until you begin to feel the move of the Spirit, until you begin to understand and feel the unction of God and the move of God, you're not really in full knowledge. God doesn't just want to give you words. He wants to give you experience. And that's what this ministry does. So I would encourage you on your way out, If you'd like to write check, if you want a text to give, we'll make sure that 100% of everything that comes in goes to the Yoder's ministry. And you know what? We've already given him an honorarium, but you know, if it goes above and beyond, we want to send him more. And we'll do that. And you can do that. You can also give next week if you want to. The Lord lays it upon your heart. So just know this, that... As he has communicated unto us spiritual things, we need to communicate carnal things to him and make sure that his needs are met financially. Amen? So I'm going to pray over the offering, and then I'm going to let you loose, and then you can do whatever the Lord directs you to do because that's what we want. Amen? Father, we give you praise. We thank you so much for every life, for every changed mind here tonight. Everyone that received something from the Lord and is going to another level because of it, we're grateful. Whether it's those that have been filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time or those that have received a fresh infilling of the Spirit tonight, those that have received healing in their body, deliverance from torment in their mind, we're grateful. And we're grateful that these videos will go out all over the world. And that they will speak even after we're raptured out of here. And it will instruct generation upon generation upon generation.
because your word never fails. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.